Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Again, it's Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski. Mike Kapler is with me. It's uh, here in America, and I think all around the world, I guess, it's Palm Sunday. It's, I guess it's one of those holidays that pretty much is celebrated on the same day uh, by the church, wherever you are, except in different years, they do Palm Sunday and Easter on a different date, and we could get into that, but we're not going to. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I do know, I, I understand why they do it, but I would just bore people to death. It, we're, but we're here to bore people to death with other stuff, not yes. with that. <laughs> and uh, we're here to bore people with the fact that Jesus bore our sins. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's Pun Sunday. <laughs> Good one. He's got the puns today. Pun Sunday. Well, yeah. He's, it, he's got the whole world in his palm. <laughs> Is that what that means? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to be hunting for some Easter eggs next week we because go. that's what Easter is all about. Christ. <laughs> okay, never mind. But uh, hey, last week I ended up saying that, you know, with Palm Sunday coming up and Easter and all that, you know, Christ, when he was on the cross, one of his, uh, the very last things that he said was, it is finished. And no, he hadn't just, you know, done some sort of a work and it was like, yeah, okay, good. I'm done with that. It was so far more involved. And uh, we're here to talk this week, at least, a little bit about what was finished. When Jesus said, it is finished, what was he referring to? What was he talking about? What did all of that mean? Uh, so that's what's on the uh, schedule for today. <laughs> well, that's a good question. You know, it's one of those things that we hear a lot about. We talk a lot about it. Maybe one of the most famous things Jesus said, one of them, he said a lot of things that uh, people are sure to remember. But Plus, there was, a, one of, there was a Petra song with that name, so it must be important. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> I do too. Love that song. But uh, yeah, you know, so what is it? What is the meaning of it? And um, I think that's a good question. It's almost like, why did Jesus have to die? And that's something we'll be addressing soon. Because uh, again, it's one of those things a lot of people don't stop to think about. So what is it? It is finished. What did Jesus come here to do? He came to do the, the will of the, of the Father, right? He came to do what God wanted. In fact, at one point, Jesus said, I'm not here to do my own will. I do what the Father tells me to do. It's his will that I am here to fulfill. And so we have to kind of stop and ask ourselves, all right, well, what is the Father's will? Why, why was Jesus sent? Why did God become a man known as the, the Son of God, God the Son in the flesh? Why did this have to happen? One thing that comes to mind when I think about this, Joel, is that early on in, in Matthew, before the, the so-called Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said that, and this, here's one of the reasons why he came, I did not come to abolish the law and the prophets, but to fulfill them. He came to fulfill the law and the prophets, because, you see, when it came to 
trying to keep the law, we all discovered along the way that nobody could keep it. So Jesus came to fulfill it on our behalf. And of course, there were so many prophecies about the coming Christ, the things that he would suffer, and he fulfilled all of that. And so I think uh, part of the will of God, because we can find in Hebrews that the law and animal sacrifices and all that stuff was never something God desired. He never desired that. Isn't that funny? Some people think, well, gee, you know, I thought he, you know, he gave the law to Moses and everything. Yeah, but that was, that was never really the will of God. Jesus came to do the will of God. That was to fulfill the law and the prophets and to die in our place, on our behalf. Yeah, that's right. And, and uh, because I, I, I've always uh, asked people, well, if, if the law was what God wanted people to live by, then why didn't he lay down the law, give the Ten Commandments to Adam and Eve? Why didn't he do that right away? Because, all right, you know, they've been kicked out of the garden, they fell short of the glory of God, and so here, um, here's some laws. This is, this is how I want you guys to live, and, and mankind from, from here for the rest of time. Uh, but he didn't do that. He stuck it in in a certain point in history for a specific reason, but in the meantime, you know, before the law came, we had people like Abraham, the father of our faith. Abraham didn't have any laws that he was uh, given to live by, and yet it was said that Abraham was justified by God by faith. It was by faith that Abraham was justified. And so if it would have been about law, then Abraham would have been given the law, and Abraham would have been justified by the law. But the law came for a different reason. It came partially so that mankind would see that there's nothing that they can do to get themselves right with God, because any human being who has ever tried to live by the law has fallen short. You know, people before the law, they had no standard by which to measure themselves. They didn't have the measure of the law. But sin was still in the world, the Bible says, but yet sin wasn't imputed to mankind until the law came. And so since sin was in the world, but they didn't have, people didn't have that standard to measure themselves by, nobody really knew for sure that they'd fallen short of the glory of God. And so the law came, and that's one thing that it did. It, it showed them that, wow, God's standard, when it comes to righteousness, is a pretty hefty standard, and I just can't do this. I mean, either that or people would say, well, I'm doing a pretty good job at this. And uh, in the meantime, they really wouldn't realize how far short they're really falling. But anyway, that was one reason that the law was given. And then uh, the other reason, of course, was to impute sin to mankind. The sin that was in the world already, God gave the law to charge that to man's account. When the law came, the sin of the world was charged to man's account. And so there was a purpose for that. There was a reason for all of that. And since man couldn't, as Cap was talking about just a little bit ago, since man couldn't fulfill the law, and all that the law did was charge man with the guilt of sin and ultimately killed man, Jesus came to fulfill the law, to keep it as God would have him to, and to be able to fulfill the law and the prophets. The prophets also in the Old Covenant spoke a lot about what was going to be fulfilled by Jesus Christ. He came and he fulfilled it all on our behalf, because we couldn't do that. 
So that was uh, some of the th reasons why the law was so important uh, as far as Jesus fulfilling it. Yeah, and remember what Paul said in, in Romans 7, I believe, where he, he gave the illustration that the, the Jewish people under the law were really married to the law. They were in relationship to those commandments and those rules and, and all of it. They were tied into it, and they were going to stay tied into it until somebody died. The law was never going to die. So what God did was he killed us, placed us in the body of Christ, and we were free now to marry another. The one that we marry, of course, is Christ. So we could not be in relationship with Christ. We could not be in relationship with God uh, until the relationship with the law was broken, the law of Moses. And so, yeah, as you said, Joel, uh, Jesus met the law's demands on our behalf. That brought us out of, or at least those who were under it, uh, it brought them out of a system of works and was designed to bring them now into relationship with God himself in no other way like what they could have be before that. So Jesus did what no other sacrifice could do. He didn't just die for our sins. He literally became sin for us. So this isn't like under the old covenant where you try to find a, a lamb without blemish or spot or a goat or whatever that could cover individual sins temporarily. Uh, but his sacrifice was once for all. He was the perfect lamb of God who took on the burden of uh, the, the entire sin of the world. You know, he was just, uh, I hate to use the phrase, but he was a human lamb and, and fulfilled the demands of that law completed the prophecies of the prophets. And in fact, I think before Jesus said it was finished, when he saw that all had been accomplished, then he said it is finished. What was it that was accomplished that you and I no longer have to try to accomplish? What is it that he finished that you and I can add nothing to to make it more complete? Yeah, and that's the thing. There is nothing that we can do to add to this it that Jesus finished. It is finished uh, like you said, the uh, the law and the prophets fulfilled by Jesus Christ because we couldn't do that. Uh, the law having a shadow of the good things to come and not the very image of the things, according to Hebrews 10.1, can never, with all the sacrifices which are offered year after year, it can never make those who approach perfect. But the finished work of Jesus, you know, the work that Jesus had done when he said it is finished, that was the work through which we would be sanctified, perfected forever, as the book of Hebrews says, and brought close to God, in fact, made uh, one with God, to be in union with him. That's the work that Jesus finished, something that we could never do on our own. As hard as we would try, as much as we would do to try to make ourselves right with God, nothing ever equaled the sacrifice of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, what he accomplished, his fulfilling of the law and the prophets, it all had to be his own work, uh, the work of God becoming a man and fulfilling all of these things on our behalf to make us right with God again. Yeah, it became all about his work, completed work, and, and not ours anymore, you see, because again, when the Jews were in bondage, spiritual bondage under the law. They came out of Egypt, you know, Moses got them out of there, out of that bondage, but then they were brought into another bondage right after that from Mount Sinai, uh, where the commandments were brought forth and the law of Moses uh, hung around their necks in a heavy, heavy way. It was burdensome. Now, in the freedom that we have in Christ, the good news is that God no longer is relating to us on the basis of works. 
So stop trying to perfect the flesh. You've been born of the Spirit. You've been perfected through the Spirit. Stop trying to perfect things in the flesh. It's not going to happen. Jesus took care of all that. The work has been completed. It has been finished. And now we can just start living out of an abundant life, a supernatural life, life that's divine, a much higher form of life than what people um, are stuck in when it comes to just trying to uh, live through the eyes of works. We are past that now. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, the Jews might have entered eventually the the promised land, the physical promised land, but like you say, they were still in bondage in a certain way, and that was in the bondage of the law. And Jesus Christ has made us uh, what the book of Hebrews says, he has obtained a more excellent ministry, inasmuch as he is mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises, the promised land that uh, we have inherited, as we've been talking about the last few weeks, about uh, the inheritance. It is an inheritance that is spiritual and that's eternal and that we could never earn ourselves. And of course, after Jesus spoke those words that we've been talking about today, it is finished. He died. You know, the death of Jesus Christ was foreordained from the foundation of the world. He willingly gave his life for our sins. He didn't die in vain. And of course, it wasn't the will of man. It was the will of God. So we'll talk about that next week. Stay tuned for that right here on Growing in Grace at growinginggrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.